0: Join Sean Sobon and the Trail Tales ARP Nation for the Girls on the Run 25th Birthday Virtual Celebration on Thursday, March 25th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is a live stream event and it will include a keynote address from Hoda Kotb, a discussion panel with experts and athletes about building confidence in girls through physical activity and more. The event is free for all to attend. Each of us plays an important role in supporting girls in raising the next generation of confident, strong, healthy women. Right now, girls are feeling increased levels of loneliness, isolation, and depression brought on by the pandemic. Programs offered by Girls on the Run help to combat these things, providing girls with positive and authentic connection. Come celebrate and support the inherent power and courage of girls by RSVPing to the virtual event please go to girlsontherun.org slash g-o-t-r 25. From the trails, to the road, to the track. If it's running, you'll find it right here on Trail Tales ARP. Run wild. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another amazing episode of Trail Tales ARP. I am your host, Sean Sobon, and this is season four, episode 25 of Trail Tales ARP. And I have a somewhat local guest with me today, which is great. We're really happy to be talking to everybody around the globe, and it's nice to get a local athlete on. And uh, today I have ultra runner from Toronto, Russell Lavis. Russell is racking up some huge miles this year, and we're going to talk about that. And he does a lot of great running and raises funds for um, great causes. Um, you know, I think when I grow up, I want to run like Russell. So here we go, Russell. Welcome to the show, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you, Sean. And it's
1: an honor to be here.
0: Uh, I really appreciate that, man. And you know, it's it's an honor to have you on and. I've been I've been watching you, Russell. So we know each other through the Instagram. And I've been watching you and your posts. And man, you are just racking up the miles like it's nobody's business. Like I think it's we're March, early March, and you've run over a thousand kilometers this year, which is uh, that blows my mind, man. And you know, you had posted the other day that you, you're running like, you know, you're running ultras. And this huge mileage on weekends, and like you still got speed. you're running you know a kilometer in under four minutes. and it's it's really remarkable, man. so I definitely want to pick your brain on how that's all working for you. But before we get into all of that wonderfulness, Russell, why don't you take a moment and uh, introduce yourself to the audience here, and then uh, we'll go from there.
1: Absolutely, that sounds great. Well, so obviously, as you've mentioned, my name's Russell, and I love to run it's uh it's it's become uh my life passion and uh i've only been running uh for about two and a half years but uh certainly uh become uh a, a huge part of my life and and uh and i love running ultras specifically and and marathons uh so uh i've I've had the pleasure of going on a lot of fun adventures and and looking forward to sharing those adventures uh with you on your awesome podcast (laughs) thanks buddy thanks um yeah so let's let's go to
0: the beginning russell so you've been running two years which is a relatively short time but within that time you've had some huge accomplishments so let's talk about the very
1: beginning what led you into running So the very beginning, um, so I was fresh off of a contract uh, with Kids Help Phone, which was great. And uh, but right after I finished that contract, I I was having a hard time finding work. And uh, and I knew that I didn't want to go back to school because I already had an undergrad and a postgrad and it was really hard to find work. And um, and I wasn't the most confident person to be upfront with you. Um, so that led to some, uh, mental health struggles in terms of, uh, in terms of not really knowing what I was doing with my life because I didn't have a job. I wasn't going back to school. Um, I didn't have a girlfriend, uh, things like that. Uh, right. So I, I was just having a hard time finding my way in life. And my friend, uh, my, my very special friend, Louis Longo, uh, he, he's, he's an amazing guy and he, uh, he. He knew I was struggling, and and he he recommended that I start running. Um, he he said that you look like you you could be a good runner, Russell, given your body type. And I know you've enjoyed sports all your life. And actually, my undergrad is in it's a bcom but it's with a special special specialization in sports administration. So I've always been a sports guy. Um, and he said I think you should start running. I've been doing it. Uh, he lives up. Uh, in ice, like he basically lives in a, in a very isolated community. So he's uh, dealt with mental health struggles a little bit as well. And, um, he said that running was helping him and he, he thought that it could help me too. So I started off and, um, and, uh, I did a few five K's and it wasn't pretty, um, uh, and I wasn't fast by any means. I think my first 10 K, uh, it was over an hour. Um and I was like, wow, I'm really slow, but I was able to finish it. Um, and then uh, from there I I I I finished 10K. So I was like, oh, well, what should be next? And I, I trained for a half marathon, and within a few months I'd run a half marathon and kind of just snowballed from there. Oh wow.
0: Okay. Um what what was your half marathon race? Was it a race or was it just a
1: distance you ran out on your own? So my very first half marathon was just like training so to speak yeah, yeah um uh and then uh and then from there uh i i knew so i had started running august 2018 like right at the beginning of august and i ran that half marathon and then i'm like oh well the everyone knows it, the scotia bank toronto waterfront marathon or half marathon is coming up so i said well i just ran a half marathon and it, i i really enjoyed it so i signed up uh for the Scotiabank, Uh half marathon and okay. that was my first race
0: right why not why not uh, you already ran the distance why not get a medal for it right
1: exactly yeah
0: <laughs> all right and what was that experience like for you you know it's one thing to go like run a half marathon and don't get me wrong you know 21.1 is 21.1 whether you do it solo or whether you do it in a race but there's definitely something different about you know the crowd and and race day and stuff so, what was that experience like for you? Uh,
1: well, going there, I was even still a bit nervous, uh, sure. even though I knew I had done it. Um, just all of the runners around you and even spectators on the side and um, but I, I I was incredibly excited and I was just ready for them to so to speak fire the gun off so we could go and and then once uh, the race started, i I was having a fun time and I'll never forget coming into the finish line and the crowds going crazy and um, it's a, it's a magical experience.
0: Yeah. You know, what? I think uh, you described it quite uh, eloquently there. It is a, it is a magical experience. Everybody's cheering for you and lifting you up and they don't even know you. And it's, it really is awesome. So during that race, you know. Did you have a strategy for yourself, like start off kind of easy and then build your way up? Or did you just kind of go
1: and have fun with it and not really care how you ran? I, I was just like, I just want to finish it. Um, yeah. uh, but uh, with that being said, it, it ended up being kind of quick. So that was, it was a nice confidence builder. And I'm like, well, now I'm a runner um, because I, I think I, I finished it in just under one, one hours, 48 minutes.
0: Wow. that's, that's so. For your first one, that's really good. Thank you. That's, yeah, that's, it was yeah, fun. Man.
1: That's amazing. That, thank you. Uh, that built my confidence up, and 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 I was hooked from there.
0: <laughs> there you go. So okay, so you ran you ran your ha- uh, first half race. You know, we'll call it Toronto Waterfront uh, Scotia Bank rather. Um, so what happened after that? So did you tackle a marathon distance, and if not, you know, how did you kind of segue into running ultra marathon? Where did you learn about ultra marathon and and all that jazz.
1: (laughs) So from there, after the half marathon, I was like, well, a marathon is probably too big to go for right after. I'm still relatively new to running, But so that half marathon was in October. And from there I trained, uh, at the time I had a Good Life membership and I'd go to Good Life and I'd just run on the treadmill like throughout the winter when it was not pleasant outside. Uh, Now I'm much different. (laughs) Uh, I love running outside no matter the condition. But at that time, I trained throughout the winter. And then leading into spring, um, then I ran a 30K. And I was like, well, the 30K felt pretty good. So Mm -hmm. I was like, now I'd say I'm ready to try a marathon. And so uh, in May, the Good Life Marathon happens. And so I was in mid-March and I was like, well, I've got to decide, am I going to put in the training? Uh, to to go do the Good Life Marathon May 2019, and from there I I said uh, well I'm gonna I'm gonna try to run a marathon before that, um, which right. is not everyone's strategy, but I just wanted to make sure I know I can do it. I'm like that person that likes to put a check mark on something.
0: Sure, um, you do not want before... any surprises on race day.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. I, and I wanted to test my diligence too. And I also wanted uh, something easy on my feet. So in late March, I went to this grass field. It's, it's just over on the lakeshore by Coxwell. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to try to run a marathon just around this. Uh, like it was about a 300 meter grass field. Oh, wow. And, and I was like, I want to test my diligence. And I'm also very mathematical. So like, I I like counting the laps in my brain as I'm going around, like I'm this many laps in, I have this many to go, I'm I'm very numbers driven. So that made it easier and the grass felt nice on my feet. Um, So I was just doing the laps around and it felt good for the most part throughout. And then uh, when I hit kilometer 35, I'm like, I'm actually gonna run my first marathon alone around this grass field like a crazy person um and eventually i i i like leaning into kilometer 40 i'm like this is happening like wow no one's even here to see this um and then i reached the marathon i was like wow i'm feeling good i'm having so much fun i was like i'm gonna try an ultra marathon i had seen this crazy i so she's my hero uh courtney Duwalter, and i've actually had the pleasure of Exchanging a few messages with her. Awesome. And like what she's done is unworldly to me, and it's my dream to be her one day, <laughs> um but or to be like her one day. um And and then I was like, well, I'm gonna try to. I'm feeling good on this grass field. I'm gonna try to make it to the minimum for an ultra, even though I just ran my first marathon. I was just having so much fun. Somehow I was feeling good, and yeah, and somehow I made it there. And I was even running. Somehow, I don't know how it happened, but I was running uh, pretty strong leading up to the the 50th kilometer. Oh, so wow. my first ultra was before my first marathon, <laughs> you which know, not everyone could say. And um, it's it's you know it was fun. <laughs> yeah, I
0: guess I guess your buddy Louis was uh, was uh, pretty right when he said you know you got the body type for being a runner
1: yeah yeah
0: like a long and lanky yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know so, it's funny you say you you like to count the laps if i'm ever doing anything with laps
1: i think i lose track after two <laughs> <laughs> well now i'm at the point i've run so much like my brain is kind of wired so i don't count as much anymore i'm just yeah. kind of in flow <laughs> yeah it, it, it's interesting you bring that up because you know the other day
0: i was out for a run and and you get very good at judging distance because, you know, I wasn't really paying attention when I was out with my dog Piper and we wanted to run like, you know, I wanted to keep it under 10 kilometers and I was out, I don't know, somewhere in town. I said, okay, well, if we turn back now, we should be at seven by the time we get home or like 7.2 or something. And I was off by like 100 meters. Like you get, you get pretty good
1: at gauging distances, eh, when you're out there. You do. Yeah. I know in my neighborhood here, I know what it is to, I, I haven't memorized, like what it is to get to my favorite running route the spit it's 1.77 miles right. how weird do i sound saying that um <laughs> i know it's 5.3 miles to get to the end of the spit i do it all the time it's yeah i i don't need to watch anymore because yeah you as you're saying we've become familiar with uh with distances
0: yeah absolutely it's just, it's one of those nice things and it just it just happens naturally so you know it's, it's pretty good so russell so you've done you've done the 50k um you know before your first marathon and take us take us to your actual first marathon now how did that go where was it was it the uh Bank as well
1: uh so it was the good life it oh, was the good life May. sorry right right yeah yeah and uh and I was very even though I knew what I'd done on that grass field the night before so the night before good life I was still very restless and and having a hard time sleeping because I just knew it was going to be so exciting and it's the first official race, right? A first official marathon and I want to do great. And I was having a hard time sleeping and eventually I got to sleep. I didn't get that much sleep and I can't remember the exact time I woke up, but it was early. Um, And uh, yeah, my mom was great. She, she drove me to up to North York where it starts and I was terrified. Um, <laughs> which I should be confident right but it's funny how emotions can play with you um, and and I so she drops me off I'm, I'm there super early uh, I'm just walking around just like feeling my legs out and then people start to I think I was like one of the first few, like I, I, I was one of the first ones there and Great. then people are arriving and I'm getting excited and, and nervous and I'm like wow this is happening. And, uh, and it was funny at the start line, uh, there, there's a guy from my undergrad, his name's Brian power. And he, he was, he was there at the start line with me. I didn't know he was going to be there. <laughs> wow, so wow. it was nice to talk to him before, uh, my first marathon. I, I know it wasn't his first. Um, yeah. And he kind of like, uh, settled me down and, we had a nice chat, and uh, and then we were just looking forward to the day. And then the gun went off, and uh, it was time to head out head out on the journey. No kidding. How many how many
0: runners were in that marathon? Do you know off by hand or an estimate? It was about sixteen hundred. Okay, so that that's a sizable crowd, and just to kind of run into somebody that you knew there at the start line yeah. eh, is yeah cool. from
1: my undergrad uh, in Sudbury. Wow,
0: a <laughs> eh? small world,
1: Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And he's an awesome guy. So I was very grateful uh, for him to be at that start line. And, and, like, who knows, we might not have even found each other at 1600 people. It was amazing. We even found each other in that. Yeah, right?
0: yeah that's what I'm so. saying. Absolutely. Yeah. It, yeah. and It's interesting, you know, you talk about the nerves and stuff and kind of the jitters. And, you know, I, I totally get it. I've been there. And it's almost like, It's it's that nervous energy and it's, you know, it's the I don't want to call it a fear, but maybe there is a little bit of inherent fear of the unknown, because there's so many things that could happen in your minds, probably like trying to calculate all these different scenarios, you know, like, what if I blow up? What if I get injured? What if this? What if that? What if my shoelace comes untied? Like, there's so what if I start chafing? Like, you know what I mean? It's like so many different things and and, you know it's hard to kind of quell that energy, but, uh, I think once you get running
1: and stuff and you get into a groove, it's, you just kind of go with the flow. eh? absolutely. I, you couldn't have described it better in my books. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot of thinking before, but then once you're a couple miles in, it's all out the window. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Moving along. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. You got to pardon my watch is beeping there. I should have shut that off.
1: <laughs> I was wondering if that was happening in, in here somehow.
0: No, that's me. I apologize. I you know you'd think after all this time podcasting, I'd figure out I need to silence those things. Anyway, <laughs> I'll leave that in the show. It's okay. Um, so yeah, so you had that, and and how did you do in that race? Were you happy with your time? Did everything go well? Did you have any any challenges
1: throughout the run, or was it easy peasy? Um, I like no uh, deep. Uh, challenges. Um, It was pretty smooth for the most part. Um, Okay. Yeah. Like some fatigue in the later kilometers, like I think uh, around mile 20 or kilometer 32, um, I was feeling a bit tired, but then I was just like, Oh, it's just a matter of pushing through that. And uh, I think actually by kilometer 35, I was feeling good. So I think it was just one uh, patch there that was a bit difficult and overall I thought it was a solid effort for my first official marathon. Nice, nice. So so to date Russell, let me ask you
0: um if you know off the top of your mind, how many marathon races or and half
1: marathons have you done? Uh so two too many half marathons to what so half marathon races or half marathons in general? Well let's just go with races for now, I guess. Okay. Uh, I haven't done many races. Um, uh, I think like nearly all my running is just, well, it's nearly all of it is just me running. Um, yeah. uh, and and part of that is because, so I started August, 2018. I had the one half marathon, October, 2018. Um, and then there was 2019 uh, in which I had, so there was the Good Life Marathon. There was the Scotiabank Marathon again in October. Uh, so I went from the half one year to, yeah, the full the next year. Yeah, um, and uh, and then I had one MEC uh, half marathon at the Leslie Spit actually. Okay. So that was fun. Um, and uh, and I, I had one race that I actually won. No um, way. Yeah, yeah. So that was cool. Um, yeah. So I think so. Just about I've done two marathon events, um, uh, two half marathon events, and then that. 10k event that i happened to win no kidding what was your time on that i'm curious well so the 10k was very interesting um so it's the monster dash toronto event okay and actually um it wasn't a regular run uh it was running with a pumpkin um at least you had that option i kidding. i chose to take on that option and and um, somehow I I actually had a, a crazy uh, performance and I finished with the pumpkin uh, just under 44 minutes. Wow. And I actually, somehow I beat the entire 10K field in, in which, um, I'm not trying to brag or anything. I just, I, I was blown away that this even happened. Yeah. Um, and uh, I somehow beat all of the normal 10K runners and. I think I beat the next pumpkin guy by like 20 minutes or something. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. <laughs> um,
1: so no, this is like a wild a, experience. For no, minutes. <laughs> no kidding. And this
0: is like a full pumpkin, not carved out. So it's got all the seeds and all the guts and everything inside. So they can be pretty heavy.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I Like there was a, there was a bin filled with pumpkins. I kind of, I took one like on the more, small to medium size. Sure. You you got to pick an
0: aerodynamic pumpkin, right? It's got to be aerodynamic. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And there's a cool picture of me, uh, during the race. Uh, I think I look like (laughs) I'm in battle or something um, with the pumpkin. It's,
0: it's pretty cool. So the pumpkin carrier beat out the entire field.
1: I got to wonder if that's the first time that's happened at that race. (laughs) I mean, that was actually the first time while Uh, yeah that was the first time that that race had a pumpkin challenge oh no kidding so it was the first time then there you go and then it couldn't happen this past year obviously yeah yeah um, yeah so it's the only time it's happened
0: (laughs) oh my gosh that's that's so cool man that's a funny story i like that a lot
1: thanks it was a lot of fun and uh you should have seen me at the end so at at the beginning there was a massive downhill but you know what that means at the end you're going uphill yeah and I think <laughs> I looked like I was dying on that uphill. I don't have a photo of me or anything, but I knew I was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was painful. It's a really steep hill um, at the Ontario Science Center. I don't know okay. if you've been there. A long time ago. Yeah. If you're ever there again, just there's a hill in there near a parking lot. Just look at that and think Russell was <laughs> on that hill.
0: <laughs> carrying carrying a pumpkin. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's great. Yeah. You know, Russell, I want to go back. You said, you know, you haven't done many races. And part of that is because, you know, you've you've only been running for two years, but the other part is, you know, you kind of just like to get out there and run. And that's very much like myself. Like I've done a handful of actual races and, you know, the majority of my running is just getting out there to run. Like, you know, I've done one marathon distance and that was on my own, uh, one, one ultra on my own you know i've done a couple halves and races 10k's and things like that but a lot of it's on my own and i just kind of enjoy it and you know it's nice to kind of run solitary and, and just you yourself with your thoughts and and challenge yourself to see what you can do but you know on the other hand any i've i've done an actual race the uh the atmosphere it's just been so inspiring and so uplifting it it, it is quite addictive and i can see how you know people plan their whole years Around like a race calendar where they're going to go and do that. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not there right now with my life and my setup right now with my young kids and all my commitments and stuff. So if I ever get there one day, that, that would be fine. But, you know, because I kind of like handpick the races that I do, I definitely would love to maybe do some some races, you know, across the country or in the United States, you know, when we can start moving around again and stuff. Like that would be cool. I'd love to run a Disney marathon. Like that would be really cool. Um, last, no, and I guess not last fall, the 2019 in the fall, we went on a family vacation to Florida. And we spent our last weekend at Daytona Beach. And it was evening time. And I thought I'm gonna go out on the beach and run. There was like a little carnival down the beach. And I thought, oh, it's probably like, you know, 5K there, 5K back. I'll just go do a little 10K. I head out there and I'm running towards, towards lights. And I'm like, man, this is, this is a lot farther than five K. So I get there and it's like 10 K I'm like, Oh man, I'm like, I'm just going to do a half marathon then. So I ran a little bit farther, turned around and came back and I did it bare feet on the sand at night. It was quite the experience. It was really cool.
1: That's incredible. That must've been a magical experience.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it was really neat because, I mean, you know, other than that carnival, it was pretty dark and, you know, the waves are coming in on the beach and the moonlight's kind of lighting your way and and being barefoot. I've never run that distance
1: barefoot before. And it was uh, it was a really cool experience for sure. I mean, I, I've never heard of anyone running barefoot before. That's that's incredible. That's that's really cool.
0: Oh, yeah. It's uh, um, I guess. Have you read the book Born to Run? I guess you haven't. I I, I'm not
1: to be honest I'm not much of a reader I just like to go and do things well Um, that's
0: okay because I think they're gonna end up making it into a movie but um that's all about kind of um this this tribe called the Tarahumara in Mexico and it's it's a really great book it's because it it almost reads like a novel with all the characters in it and Um, That was almost my introduction to ultra running and like minimalist type running with the shoes and stuff like that or running barefoot. And um, yeah, so I kind of adhere to running in you know, like zero drop shoes and and things that kind of mimic barefoot type stuff. But um, I mean, I know it's not for everybody, but that's kind of the way I like it. And, you know, I started off as a heel striker. And uh, since I transitioned, I haven't had any really pains or niggles other than what we were talking about off air there. Um, but that wasn't even related to running. So yeah, it, it's kind of a neat thing and people do it, but that was like the first time I'd gone like, you know, completely barefoot, nothing on my feet, on the sand. And uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was quite
1: interesting. Your feet must've been super, super sandy.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know, it was, it was, And I noticed like on the way back, like the sand was really compact on the beach that night and um so there were moments where my feet started to get a little bit sore so I'd move it a little bit uh further up on the beach where it was a little bit softer and I'd run on that for a bit but then there was a trade-off because that sand was harder to run in obviously it's almost like running in snow where you kind of you know your feet are going in and you don't get that purchase that you want on the harder stuff so I just kind of transitioned when I needed to but at the end of the day I felt fine it was good stuff so
1: that's great sometimes it's a give and take and uh and you're just you know, you're 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 trying to adapt to uh, to the situation the best you can.
0: Absolutely, man. And and that can happen on any run, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, right? Like the weather can change on you, traffic conditions, whatever, like a little blister shows up on your foot or, you know, you, all of a sudden, like, you know, you're feeling a little dehydrated. You didn't have enough water, whatever. Right. You have to find a way to adapt and overcome to those things. and. And, you know, it sounds like you've been, you've been uh, pretty blessed over your past few runs where you're going to go, you know, run a marathon on the lawn and then all of a sudden, hey, I'm going to do an ultra instead. So <laughs> even those things to make that choice to like carry on, right? Because a lot of times there is that kind of uh, mental aspect to running where I know for myself, if I'm running a route, I, always, I intentionally make sure I'm not going to run by my house again because the temptation to just stop is going to be pretty big. So I, you know, I don't go by my house until I know I'm done. So like, you know, for you to be on the lawn, there, like, okay, I'm going to run a half marathon or a full marathon rather. And then you do it. Most people are like, Hey, I'm done. Like woohoo!
1: I, I beat my goal.
0: I got my goal. You're like, nah, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> That's amazing.
1: Thank you very much. It was, it was just so much fun. And, uh, and you know, I, I was falling in love with running, uh, and I, I just, yeah, I just somehow there was the instinct inside me just to to keep going because it was such a, I was having so much fun and, and all on my own too. So that, that's pretty cool that you can have so much fun just by yourself. Oh, absolutely, man. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing about that sport is,
0: you know, you can, you can run with people, but at the end of the day, it's, it's really just you and yourself out there and, and kind of pushing your limits and, And that's something you've certainly been doing. So let's let's kind of get into some of this amazing running you've been doing because it really is quite remarkable, Russell. So before we get into your kind of charity runs and stuff, let's talk about this year. It's twenty twenty one. It's March. I got to look at my calendar here. It's March fifth. Okay. I have run. I have run two hundred fifty five kilometers this year. That's amazing. amazing. To put that into perspective, thank you. For actually, for me, that is pretty good. How many kilometers have you run this year? Um I
1: I a hundred a 1, thousand and eighteen, I believe. I'm sorry, say that again. One thousand and eighteen.
0: One thousand and eighteen kilometers on March 5th. That is amazing, Russell. How's your body holding up? And you know,
1: is this something you set out to do? Or is it something that just happened? Uh, so entering this year, I, I just, I knew I wanted to run as much as I can. And um, midway through January, it was going super well. And I, I was thinking uh, midway through January, uh, I was crunching some numbers and and I was asking myself, I, is a 300 mile month possible based on the rate that I'm going? And I pushed really hard and I, I was able to make it 300 miles or 480 three kilometers uh in January um and and then from there entering February I knew it was a shorter month uh so I was like well I've got to push really harder it's three less days than normal yeah and I was just having so much fun and uh and then uh, I was crunching the numbers again and I was like is back to back 300 mile months possible and uh and it turned out that the answer was yes and i, I pushed really hard and uh, it's it's been a wild fun ride
0: hey trail tailors if you have a running story that you'd like to share with our tribe please reach out to me. You can email me at trailtalesarp at gmail.com or go to our website, trailtalesarp.com, and fill out a guest intake form. And if you're the type of person that's a little bit on the shy side, just send me an email or a message and I'll read it on the show for you. That's not a problem. Love to hear from you guys. Run wild. You know, you're the math guy here. What what does that um, look like in terms of your weekly mileage? So
1: it's it's about 125K per week. Wow.
0: Are you, now, are you um, allowing yourself any rest days
1: or are you just running? Like, are you doing a running streak? So I I tend to, I don't care much for running streaks. Sure. Um, I, I'm more about just like the overall mileage. Um, uh, and I tend to take Friday nights off um, or I'll bike on Friday nights. Um, I think before tonight, I, I took the last three Fridays off. Um, and, Friday is a good day to take off. You're at the end of a work week. It's been a long work week. Um, you know, if you have a Monday to Friday job and, and, uh, and then rest up for long run Saturday, Sunday.
0: Okay and and speaking of long run saturday sunday recently you you had you had a pretty big weekend so why don't you tell us about that a little bit and, and was that intentional or is
1: it something just just happened once again or so the past few weekends have been pretty crazy uh yeah so a few weeks ago i i just set out and uh i was like well it's going to be another long run which tends to be like at least 25k and uh midway through uh I, I was feeling really good and I was like well I have some huge ambitious goals for this year so why don't I see what I can do right here in the core of winter and and see what I'm what, you know just see where that takes me yeah. and uh and I just kept moving from there and uh before I knew it uh I was at 21k and I was like well I have to run at least a marathon now on a half marathon from my house and I was like well should I make it a 50k it, It feels pretty good right now um so it wasn't planned like leading into the run and uh and then I was like you know what I'm gonna try for 50k you know if I have to call my family and they have to come pick me up because I'm hurting or something that'll be that but uh I went to 25k out and I was like well it's time to go back now and uh pretty wild coming back and seeing the CN Tower from Long Branch as you come in and then pass in the CN Tower Uh, actually at the marathon point was cool and uh, that was unplanned and and then there's been a couple uh, other journeys since then um, that were planned so the next week I ran another 50k and uh, it was fun I did the same route actually because I love that route yeah um, and then last weekend I, I, I wanted to end February strong and I ran a marathon so it's been a lot of fun
0: amazing amazing man um, when, when you make that decision to, you know, you're going to run your 25 K all of a sudden you decide to double it. Um, what, what's it like for you in terms of like, you know, your hydration that you're carrying or any fuel like gels or whatever, like, do you have stuff packed with you? Do you have enough or you just kind of go on sheer grit and
1: determination? <laughs> <laughs> so in the winter, I, I, I don't have much. Um, I, I bring a water bottle, okay but I mean, usually like. Usually, I don't have water uh, during winter runs. It's just so cold anyway. I, I don't get dehydrated, really. Um, and I always bring uh, a couple running gels, uh, no matter what. Um, even if I'm going out on a weeknight run, I'll have a running gel uh, on me. Um, and and so really, to get through those runs, uh, it was a little bit of water, but, uh, but mainly the running gels, like I would take the running gels at 20 miles, uh, okay. 32K. And uh, that would give me that bolt of energy and uh, just go through to the finish there, from there. <laughs>
0: Amazing, man. Amazing. That's, that's really awesome. So you, you had mentioned, you know, you have some lofty goals for this year. Um, I'm assuming some of those goals are mileage related. Um, why don't you uh, um, let us know kind of what those goals are, you know, what your mileage goals are for the year
1: and what other goals you have planned? definitely thanks for asking uh so Absolutely. the the goal this year is uh at least five thousand kilometers wow um, so i'm a little over a fifth of the way there and
0: you're gonna need Mark- an oil change by the time the year is over <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably you could say that again um <laughs> and the one thing that i'm really excited about is in may i've been targeting this and uh And and, uh, so in November, I I ran my first hundred K, which was a life changing experience. Yeah. And 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 so I'm always looking for that next boundary to be broken. And in May, it's going to be uh, I'm I'm going for a one twenty five K ultra.
0: Amazing. And let me ask you about the your first hundred K. Did you run that in the streets of Toronto? Did you go on a trail? Did you have support with you? How
1: did that, how did that play out? So, so it was all in my neighborhood. So, which that sounds really strange, but let me explain. I've heard stranger. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I ran 525 of the same or a very similar 20 kilometer loop around my neighborhood. Um, and it was in all five of those circuits. It, uh, it had the Tommy Thompson park or the Leslie spit as the main focus. Okay. Um, because I love it in there. It's, it's a, it's a magical environment and it's so beautiful in there. Um, it's tremendous nature. You feel like you're outside the city. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was the route and uh, yeah, it was pretty wild doing five of the same uh, 20, 20 kilometer route.
0: Wow. That's amazing. Um, it's, it's almost, I don't know if, if you'd agree with me on this, but, you know, if you kind of break it down into those loops, if you will, it almost makes it seem a little bit easier in your mind. Did that
1: work for you as well? Definitely. So, uh, yeah, entering it, I was working out things in my brain um, uh, and like planning for it. And I, I I wanted the goal was for it to be lap one and lap two are warm ups. Right. Um, and lap three was going to be a little bit intimidating because you're in the middle of it, obviously. Yeah. But the right middle. And you know that you have to do what you've just done again. Right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so, uh, yeah. But so I just focused on taking one step at a time. And uh, uh, in those really long adventures, I try not, as much as I'm a number cruncher, I, I try not to crunch numbers because that can be very intimidating.
0: Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. You just kind of go with the flow and forget about it and just get to the finish, right?
1: Yeah, just focus on how I'm feeling and focus on taking the steps.
0: Okay. And and how are you feeling um, leading up to uh, the Springs 125K attempt? Are you doing the same kind of strategy with your routes and? Um, you know
1: what kind of plans have you made for that so far it'll be it'll be a similar strategy uh so I didn't mention, but I guess it's pretty clear so for the hundred k uh it was so my home was the aid station sure. uh, yeah, that so makes I sense have yes. home for every twenty k and so it'll be similar for the one twenty five k I'll have the home I'll have my house uh and my family as my aid station and um yeah i I couldn't be more grateful because my family they're they've been such tremendous support and sometimes I, I get a little bit emotional because uh, they've supported me so deeply on these adventures and um, and coming back and seeing them uh, during those stops of the 100k um, that it, it was really special especially seeing my my niece and, and my nephew who they're five and two and they're the biggest reasons that I run I, I want to be a role model to them and and uh, and be be the best uncle I can possibly be, and 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 seeing them uh, during those pit stops uh, gave me the, the uh, gave me the push to keep going and and to try to be that role model for them because they deserve it, and, and so it'll be similar for the 125k. Um, yeah, I I might map out some different routes. I might not do the same route, sure. um, but yeah, uh, it'll be it'll be a similar concept. Yeah,
0: that's a that's a beautiful reason uh, to be motivated to do this type of running for your niece and nephew. And what a what a beautiful age they are at five and two. And, um, you know, my own kids uh, aren't far off from that age. My youngest are uh, seven and four, soon to be five now. But, uh, yeah, they grow up fast, man. And And to have have a crazy uncle like you who runs all these these insane mileages must be a lot of fun for them. And and, you know, pretty lucky too to have that family that lifts you up and it must just be so so rewarding to kind of, you know, get back to the aid station, maybe feeling a little bit worn down, maybe feeling a little bit tired. And they're kind of there to give you that boost and pick you up. And, and, you know, you kind of, you draw off that energy and, and you're ready to get out there again and and give it another
1: go on another lap. Definitely. Family couldn't be more important in that. And, and I will say, so when I, when I got to the final pit stop at kilometer 80, I I was feeling um, incredibly vulnerable mm-hmm. and and beaten down to a pulp um, and uh, and my mom and my twin sister uh, who's the mom uh, to my niece and nephew okay um, they they wouldn't let me quit and there was temptation to quit I'm not going to sugarcoat that sure um, or avoid that because I think everyone needs to know like. If if you ever want to take on crazy adventures like this, the temptation to quit is going to be there, and and sometimes, like the motivation in in you won't be there to continue, and you need it from someone else. And and I can't say one hundred percent that I would have finished the one hundred kilometer ultra marathon, the craziest journey of my life to date, um, without my my sister and my mom giving me some really tough love, and not allowing me to quit. They they pushed me out there. And I was even I was crying, um, because I was just feeling so vulnerable. And it'd been a really long day. and I wanted it so badly, but it was hurting beyond belief. Yeah, it had been about nine hours. Uh, and they wouldn't let me quit. And they were phenomenal. And I, I can't thank them enough for that.
0: Well, that's wonderful. I'm glad you you shared that with us, and uh, kudos to them for for doing that. And they certainly know what you're made of, and I think they they turned you into a believer in yourself as well. So you know what you're made of, and and you got to keep that and hold on to that for for your next challenge coming up this May for sure. Because, like you said, you you said it so well, is that, you know, these things are going to happen. You are gonna you are gonna struggle. You're gonna become vulnerable. Um, regardless of your level of experience, I think it's going to happen to everybody at any point in any run. It doesn't even have to be, you know, an ultra marathon. It could be somebody running their first 10 K or even the first five K and, um, you know, to kind of push forward and carry on is fantastic. And I think, you know, when people just make it to the start line is a victory in and of itself, but then to to finish it off, you,
1: you become a conqueror at that point. Absolutely. And you, you talk about the different distances and, as As wild as I am with distance and my fascination for it i i I just love running in general, and no matter whether you do one k or you do one mile, running is a gift, and um it doesn't matter the distance or the time. Just spending any time doing it is is powerful and i think I think everyone should run, even if it's just one kilometer um, even even if it's just a couple minutes I think. I think it, it can have an, a profound impact on any human being.
0: I absolutely agree with you, Russell. I think that, um, you know, there are a lot of people out there. They say, oh, I hate running. Well, how could you do it? And, you know, when I was younger, I'd, uh, I did track in school and this is going back, you know, way back. But anyways, I did one hundred and two hundred meter runs and that, that was it for me. I'm like nothing past that, no cross country, nothing because I don't like it. And, and you know, it wasn't until my, my adult years So I started running and, and getting into more distances and and falling in love with it. But yeah, I absolutely agree with you. It transforms lives. I've seen it transform lives of other people physically and mentally. And I got to say, you know, I've had another life changing experience recently was, was getting my dog Piper. She's a rescue from Manitoba and I've started running with her and that has just added a new dynamic to my, not only to my life, but to my running. And I've never had such a strong bond with an animal before. Like I've had dogs my whole life and it really is remarkable now. Cause my, my focus and priority is her now. It's not me. Like the focus is off me and it, you know, if you haven't run with a dog before, it may, you may not. You know understand what, what i'm talking about but just to have that animal to know that they're kind of relying on you and and i know there are times where you know it's almost like she senses if i'm struggling a bit like she'll she'll carry me in the run and if if she needs me like i'll carry her and there's a lot of communication that goes on between me and her and it's 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 really amazing and yeah there's like running can i never imagined running would lead me to this to running like a cane across with my dog and it's it's really pretty cool. And if anybody's out there listening and you have a dog, like you gotta try to try to do that. And um you know, it, it affects the dog's moods as well and makes them happy and, and all that stuff. So yeah, I know I'm kind of digressing here a little bit, but still it's just yeah, man, running is amazing. I think everybody should try it and and you know, you gotta start where you're at. Nobody's gonna start off by running an amazing five or ten K or a marathon. You gotta kinda build up to it and do it slowly and and take it easy. And I think I really well, I know I really like what you said um, when you called running a gift and I think I well I, I completely agree with you but I think a lot of the people that that view running as that as a gift rather than a a, a burden if you will or, or pain in the ass <laughs> pardon my French but um, you know you really get a lot more enjoyment out of it you know you don't want to you know looking at times and numbers like you said um, can be important for a runner but my best runs and my favorite runs are the ones where I'm not caring about my distance. I'm not caring about my time. I'm just living the experience and just kind of taking it all in. And especially now that spring is around the corner, it's, it's great to see, you know, the earth around us kind of come back to life with the plants and the trees and the, and the birds coming
1: back and the bugs and all that stuff, you know, it's just, it's a nice thing. It's a nice thing to see. I I couldn't agree more with all of your sentiments, Sean. And I, I I wanna say that it sounds like you and Piper have a beautiful relationship.
0: Yeah, man. Uh we we really do. It, it's 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 pretty amazing. And uh, you know, we just we just got uh, another puppy. So Piper's gonna have a friend in, you know, several months That's from awesome. now to start to start running with her and stuff. And uh it's pretty cool to kind of have that and and, and I definitely look forward to it. I can't even comprehend running with her now. Cause she's so small, like six pounds. Right. But she's actually going to be Piper's size, a little bit bigger, around 55, 60 pounds. So, uh, they're bonding pretty nicely right now. So, you know, I'm looking forward to the future with them there, but yeah, if you ever have, even if you have a friend with a dog, Russell, I'd, I'd definitely recommend at least one time to say, Hey, come borrow your dog and take him out for a little run and, and see how they do. And you just got to treat them like people who are just starting out running too. just, you know, kind of slowly build them up and let them lead. But yeah, tons of fun, man. Tons of fun. So Russell, I want to ask now you've done some fundraising for causes with your running. Um, Let's get into that. Let's, let's talk about, um, I guess let's go with your very first fundraising run. What was your distance? What was your cause? How did, how did
1: you get inspired to, to do something like that? I think it's a wonderful thing by the way. So Thank you. First off, I, I really appreciate that, Sean. And uh, so the, the first fundraising run that I did was an incredible, bizarre adventure. Um, well, I shouldn't call it an adventure, more like uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's no words for it, really. So as we all know, we, we entered the pandemic and, uh, and the, the Good Life Marathon was canceled for May of last year, of course. Um, and and I said to myself, I I still want to run a marathon. Um, I can't do the the Good Life Marathon now. So what is there to do? And my family, we were we were quite uh, scared uh, to leave our property, and understandably so. It was March and April, and the pandemic was new, and we didn't really like. No one really knew how to go about life at that point, right? In those yeah. months. and uh, and. And so we decided we're not going to leave our property. And then I was like, well, how am I going to (laughs) run? I can't, you know, we can't leave. Um, So uh, I said, I I really still want to run a marathon. And I'm like, how can I do this? And I looked in our backyard and (laughs) I kind of came up with the craziest idea imaginable. Could I run a marathon in our 35 foot backyard? (laughs) (laughs) and uh, I know I sound like the craziest person on the planet right now and then uh, I kept I I asked myself this for a couple days because I knew it was something that I had to think about very carefully and and I was uh, I I was about a month back from uh, uh, from my knee injury which I'm very grateful it's been my only injury in two and a half years of running so Mm -hmm. but I had to keep that in mind like I just came back from that injury I don't want to hurt myself again.
0: Yeah. And running in that distance, you're going to be doing a lot of turns.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Which could be hard on the knees. Sure. And then after a couple of days, um, I said, well, why don't I just try it? Why don't I just see, like, just see how it goes. And then, uh, and then from there I went in the backyard, I, I brought a measuring tape and I said, well, let's figure out how many laps it would take <laughs> which was a crazy project to go out there with that <laughs> with the the measuring tape and measure inch by inch cuz it had to be perfect right <laughs> there's the so, mathematician yes the, <laughs> this is like the mathematician at its most extreme for running
0: okay and
1: again. i i measured it three times and i i definitely came to the, to the conclusion that it was going to be 2006 laps or 4,012 turns.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: I was like, what is this? I mean, I knew it would be a lot, but y- you never know how many, like you just don't know what number, it doesn't matter how good you are at numbers. You don't know how many laps it's gonna end up being at 35 foot backyard. No kidding. Um, yeah, so, but then I was like, well, I'm gonna start it out and see how it goes. And so again, you know, this isn't the first time before many runs. I'm sleepless the night before. And I managed to get some sleep. And uh, for some reason, I started the Backyard Marathon at noon. I don't (laughs) know why I did that. (laughs) But yeah, it wasn't the smartest idea. I probably should have started it earlier. Sure. Um, Yeah. and, uh, and, uh, And so to link to your question, sorry, I got so sidetracked there. No uh, I was like, well, I shouldn't just do this to do this. I should run it for a good cause. And and that cause uh, for me was sick kids. Uh, I think well, everyone knows about sick kids. And and clearly at the start of the pandemic, uh, running for a cause like that uh, would be powerful because clearly the healthcare system, um, you know, they, they need support. So I decided on sick kids and um, and, uh, and also deciding on a cause and to run for that cause, uh, uh, also made it easier as I was going through the journey because the fundraising was coming in and that motivated me to keep going to hopefully get more fundraising and yeah, I was honored to fundraise for them.
0: Amazing. Amazing. What a, what a great cause and a, and a noble cause at that. And, uh. You know, I'm sure you helped help a lot of people, a lot of patients there. And and that that is a great hospital. They do such wonderful work over at SickKids.
1: So bravo, bravo, my man. That's great that, stuff. Thank you. And the journey itself, the backyard marathon, was I mean, in ways I could argue it was it was crazier than my one hundred K ultra marathon. I still don't
0: know. <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's a tough call, man. But that backyard marathon, my question is, how did you keep track of laps if you will how did you it's a great
1: question so we we had sheets of paper and uh and all the way up to 2006 laps we had 25 laps on each line and i don't know why but i did the first 900 ticks for the first 900 laps (laughs) and then eventually my hand was getting like a bit tired and and my my younger sister she was amazing she stepped it up and she was incredible she did she accounted for the final 1100 so oh my goodness
0: you you must have I think you have the best support crew around Russell. that's amazing um did you run with like a marker or pen in your hand while you were doing your 900 ticks
1: yeah yeah I held on to the held on to the pen because I was putting up a tick every 13 or so seconds yeah yeah Oh yeah, my gosh. So for four hours I was doing that.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. That's that's quite amazing, man. Uh, um, so let me ask while we're still talking about fundraising, have you done any other fundraising or do you have any other fundraising plans in the future?
1: Uh yeah. So I've had a couple other fundraising initiatives. Amazing. Uh, so uh there's been uh so one of the amazing organizations that I've worked for, uh bereaved families of ontario toronto in which they're a very special and compassionate organization uh, because they they support people who have lost loved ones mm-hmm. um so i i did a short contract with them last year and uh and they had this idea uh, well one of their events was a 5k run and i was like well me being an ultra runner how about uh I do uh, a launch run, a launch ultra marathon uh, in support of BFO Toronto. Uh, so from there, uh, I proposed it to my boss, and uh, and and she she was overwhelmed and like she didn't even know ultra marathons existed. So uh, yeah, it was pretty wild. And but then she said, let's go ahead with it. And uh, and uh, that was a crazy run. It was in August of last year. Um, and, uh, it ended up being a 70 K ultra marathon in 30 plus free heat. Wow. And 40 uh, K of it was around the track with my boss there. <laughs> oh, wow. So it was incredible. And yeah, I was, I was just so, uh, honored and, 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 and just, I couldn't have felt a more special, uh, fundraising for such a wonderful organization.
0: It's it's amazing that you're finding a way Russell to help all these people around you through your running. It really is. And I commend you for it. And again, I can't say enough wonderful things about it. It's, it's, it's really great, man. And I, you got to keep that up. You got to keep that up and keep, keep spreading the positivity and everything and, and keep on running, man. That's, that's amazing. So listen, Russell, we're kind of getting short on time here, but don't worry because we're going to get you back here on the show and you know, I'm just going to say this now so eventually you know I've been toying with the idea of doing some live shows and uh, you had brought that up to me so I'm going to announce it right here when we do the first ever live Trail Tales ARP we're going to get uh, Russell Lavis on the show and we're going to do it for sure for the first time so maybe we'll have to bring a pumpkin I don't know uh, (laughs) that's we'll have to see. (laughs) <laughs> but uh you you've got tons of great stories Russell. So before before we head out here and, and bring it an into this I want to I want to ask you a few rapid fire questions here real quick and just uh just to get to know you a little bit more. So um for
1: for running shoes, what are you running in right now? So the only running shoes I've ever run in are Nike Pegasus shoes. They're amazing. Uh I my first pair was the 35s, Nike Pegasus 35. Then I went to the 36. And, uh, and now actually just like this past week, I've got 37s.
0: (laughs) Oh, well, those those are the black ones that you just got. I think I saw. them. Yeah.
1: Did you, you saw my Instagram story? Yes. Yes, I did. The Big reveal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Come to daddy. (laughs) Yeah. 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 yeah, They're feeling great. I've run 50 K in them. They're, they're awesome.
0: Nice. And, um, how how uh, how do they how do they perform in the snow and ice? Uh,
1: they they were great. Yeah, really? um, nice. Yeah, I had the thirty sixes. I probably have had my shoes too long, but I I'm a bit strange. I I developed like an emotional connection to my shoes. Yeah, and until they're done, I'm gonna use them. Uh, and I didn't want to give up on the thirty sixes because I ran my first hundred k ultra but now they're done. After the winter, they're done. So you know, it's, it's time it's, for the change. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny
0: you say that though. way. Eh? Like sometimes I hold on to an old pair too, whenever you had like a great run in them or like you do have a bit of a connection. It's like, ah, I'm not ready to throw those out yet. Or I wear mine past to the point where I can donate them anywhere, right? But uh, you kind of let them sit in the garage for a bit and it's like, okay, I got to get rid of them. Um, but yeah, so uh, typically, how much mileage do you put on your shoes before
1: you switch? Uh, so, I haven't tracked, but I'm nearly, <laughs> it's probably not smart. <laughs> uh, I should start changing them more frequently, but I'm nearly at 6,000K 6, 6, all time. Okay. And this is my third pair of shoes. Oh my <laughs> so, gosh. <laughs> it's pretty, I think it's pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: as long as they feel okay still and you're not getting injured, I guess that's all right. So, let's move on to my next question here, Russell. Um, what is your favorite? post run food, whether it's, you know, let's, let's go with like, you know, indulgence here. What's
1: your favorite post long run food? Well, so I know you asked that via email and I somehow well, didn't right. answer this, uh, but definitely peanut butter,
0: peanut butter. Oh, that's a good choice, my man. Yeah. yeah. That's a good choice. Yeah. I, I could, I
1: could, I could live yeah. off peanut butter if I had to. It's true. I had peanut butter before this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I did too, actually. I put it on a banana and I ate it because I was a little hungry. So I'm like, yeah, peanut butter and banana. <laughs> okay. Bana- oh, yes. Gotta do the banana. Yeah, yeah we're out of banana, so we need more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, do you ever listen to music while you're running? Never. Never. Okay. Uh, and there's, the reason for that is when... When I enter that deep pain cave in my ultra marathons, there's nothing that can save me but myself and maybe the support of others. Music isn't going to save me. So I, yeah, I try to avoid music and I I do listen to music after my runs and uh, I enjoy that. (laughs) Awesome. And what what music do you listen to after you're done running? Uh, Typically like just spiritual music. Uh, I'm a pretty spiritual guy. Um, Nice uh yeah just calm uh uh indie music
0: yeah it's kind of keeping that positive mindset keep the good vibes flowing
1: yeah exactly yeah it keeps my spirits feeling good and I feeling it, spiritual man. about life awesome stuff awesome stuff
0: all right so you're gonna have three choices here for your preference to run on and that would be either road trail or track
1: trail 100%. easy yeah
0: that's a one for sure, I agree with you on that, and here's one I don't know. I know you said you kind of love running any distance, but what's your favorite distance to run
1: who so far i've actually never that's a great question. I've never been asked that before. There you go. I'm gonna go with fifty k fifty k with that being said i'm i I love. Those long adventures—they're life-changing, but like, just in terms of pleasure and like, it's not too much suffering. <laughs> yeah, just enough. <laughs> as much as as much as I love to suffer, I mean, clearly to run hundred k, you, you have to, right? Yeah. Um, but in terms of enjoyment and like pleasure and having fun, it's fifty k. Uh, at, but in terms of like the dream and what I'm capable of, which is a different meaning, um, it's as far as possible.
0: There you go. There that you go, makes
1: sense. That makes sense. That makes absolute sense,
0: Russell. And and lastly, where can people get in touch with you, whether on social media or email, whatever you'd like to share with us? And I'll make sure to put that in the show notes. And I also um, I'm just reminded now you have a blog, so we gotta we gotta uh, talk about that too, real
1: quick. Where can we find your blog? Because that's all about your kind of, your running journeys, right? Thank you. Yes. So, um, uh, can I just send you the link for my blog? Uh, Yeah, I think you did already. So that's going to go in the show notes. Perfect. Yeah. I haven't posted on there in a a little while. Um, but certainly, yeah, I I would love uh, to have more followers. I, I don't have many and I love posting on my blog about anything related to running and, uh, for social media, you can find me, uh, it's Russell Charles, my middle name, Charles. Russell Charles on Facebook and uh, and my Instagram is at Russell the runner.
0: Awesome, Russell the runner. I think that's very appropriate for you, Russell. Um, listen, man. Thank you. One last thing before we head out here, and that is to tell you to run wild, my friend. <laughs> I love it. I'll
1: I'll keep running wild and having fun.
0: Awesome. Trail Tales ERP now has a brand new YouTube channel. You can head over there through our website and check out all our latest videos. And please don't forget to subscribe. If you could also leave us a review on wherever you get our podcast from, that would be greatly appreciated. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at trail underscore tails underscore ARP. And you can also join our Strava Running Group at Trail Tales ARP. Thank you so much for your continued support. Run wild.